Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, April 22nd day, 221. Coming right up is Revelation chapter 6, one of the most famous chapters in the Bible. It's the four horsemen. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. The Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy to understand and enjoyable to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. This is your church community if you want. Come on out. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved, even right here in the church administration with your time or money contributions managing marketing advertising building a functioning website building a community right here whatever god-given talent you have god expects you to use it in the many-membered body of christ companion chapel is a registered nonprofit corporation give it up for god at companionchapel.com visa mastercard paypal or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com the companion chapel community is located at number 338 side road 28-29 paisley ontario canada the postal code here for your google google search bar is n zero g two g zero and the phone number here is 519-706-8876 now please turn with me in your bible to one of the most exciting chapters and one of the most simplest chapters in the bible revelation chapter six this is just the greatest thing this is the greatest thing let's talk about this first the gospels contain the prophecies of the great tribulation revelation simply describes it As it's written, the Bible is written in the common pen. Man's imagination and traditions make void the Word of God. The traditions set out by man's imagination concerning Revelation chapter 6 are absolutely bizarre. They're an abomination to God and a crime against humanity to think that something so simple has become so distorted by man's imagination and how you figure out this simple simplest chapters, the seals, the trumps, the vials, or the rest of the Bible. Always translate within the Bible. The Bible is your Heavenly Father's love letter to you. You will start to discover threads when you read the Bible. The same figures of speech over and over again, the same idioms, the same metaphors, the same message being conveyed over and over. These threads are God's trademark stamp of validity. These threads make up the structural fabric of the key of David. The key of David unlocks the scriptures as it's written that we just read in the last chapter or chapter three or two, that no man can shut the door of truth on you and no man can open a door of temptation on you. This fact backed by our Lord Jesus Christ. It was his words. Always remember. Well, let's just get into this. Let's get into Satan's four empires. Now, Satan knows how to restrict your critical thinking by flattering your ego. Now, be careful here. Now, watch this. This is so easy. It is so easy to understand when you've read the whole Bible because you'll understand you've seen the same things over and over. Now, let's go. Chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, opened one of the seals. And I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four living creatures, one of God's four bodyguard creatures, guarded the guarding cherubims, saying, come and see. Now, if it sounds like thunder, and they're saying, come and see, there's no ignoring this. 
This is old John said, uh, John here. He's writing this down for us. And I saw, and behold, behold is emphatic in the original language. A white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Watch the simplicity of God's word comes through here. We know that throughout the Bible, that white <coughs> denotes purity. That horse denotes power. We have something that is appearing pure and power. Now, don't think for a second, like artist depictions, that it's going to be like a horsey, you know, like the horse you see in a field eating hay, and some guy on it with a bow and a crown going out to conquer and conquer. Because if somebody was to come down this road on a horsey, conquering and to conquer, the police would be, he'd be, he'd be in jail and the horse would be at the, at the Humane Society, okay? Up for adoption, right? That's ridiculous, okay? A white horse, this is symbolic. White, symbolic of purity. Horse, the thread throughout the Bible is power. He that sat on him had a bow. Now let's look at this bow. This word bow in the original language is toxic. This is a toxic, this is a cheap fabric imitation of the truth. This word toxic means to produce to bring forth. A bow is power, man. When you pull back on a bow, you've got a lot of power, a lot of energy wound up there. Okay, this is power to deliver, to produce from seed. This thread runs through, runs, runs us back to uh, Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between her seed and thy seed, Satan. Follow the thread, our Lord Jesus Christ teaching the parable of the tares. This toxic power has a focused delivery. This person or this system here, this white horse, has a crown. And the crown means, the crown is like a crowning authority. People allow mankind's imagination, imaginative reasonings, I should say, to be their religious authority. Like science, global media outlets, ministers and preachers using the Bible like a random book of quotes. Just remember that. This is a fake. Remember, this runs hand in hand with Matthew chapter 24. When Christ tells us all things. First warning, first seal, Matthew 24. Now, I'm not teaching two books at once because this runs through other books like the Zechariah, Daniel. This thread runs through the Bible. Do not be deceived. That's the first warning. That's your first seal. Do not be deceived. He's going forth to conquer and to conquer. What's he doing? He's trying to deceive people into thinking a certain way. We go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is just the easiest thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And verse, uh, verse 11, 12. And verse 13 to 15, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed, that's disguised as an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be disguised as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, I also mentioned the parable of the tares. Matthew chapter 13. Jesus Christ tells us all things. He gives us these warnings. In Matthew chapter 7, he also tells us. 
Do not be deceived. These are wolves in sheep's clothing. These are the tares of the field. There is a seed line going through here. But let's just keep it simple. The first seal is the great deception. It's religion. Religion simply means a particular system of faith. Religion is the pursuit of significance to which someone associates a great importance. And this is just the great white horse is deception. That's your first warning. That's the first seal. This is wide open right now. We're going to talk about the first four seals after the fourth seal. Verse 3. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard a second. I heard the second uh, cherubim, a living creature on God's throne, say, come and see. Like the cherubims are available. They are partakers of the seals. They take part. There's action in the kingdom of heaven, like we read in the last chapters, last four and f chapters four and five. It's busy. It's a busy place. And they're telling John, okay, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him, unto him a great sword. Red is war, power. This is the political system. We have the religious system in the first seal, deception. We have the worldwide political system. We're talking none other than Satan's dynasties. We're talking none other than, excuse me, Satan's global empires. First one is deception religion. That's wide open. It's what people believe in. Don't, don't think, oh, it's just about mainstream religion. Religion is just a particular system of faith. It's what you believe in. And there's deception out there to the max. It's endless. Remember what Jesus Christ said in, in uh, I think it was Matthew chapter 7. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Jesus Christ said, Matthew chapter 7. He's talking about enter you in the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Deception will lead you to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. There's tons of people that go that way. Obviously, just go on the internet. You can see it. Because the straight, the straight gate is narrow which leadeth to life. And very few people find it because they don't read their Bible. They'll pick it up to any page and just start reading. Or like the pastors and ministers of today. They just pick it up and start taking quotes from here and taking quotes from there. Random quote here, random quote there. You never get the message being conveyed. You'll never understand the Bible. You'll never get the key of David. And these ways lead to destruction because they're flattering human merit. They're picking the Bible. They're Bible pickers. Next verse, beware of false prophets which come to you as in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Ravening wolves. And then we read about well, who are these ravening wolves? Well, they're ministers disguised, as it's written in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. They're transformed themselves as sent out ones of Christ. It's no great thing. 
if his ministers, Satan's ministers, be disguised as ministers of righteousness. So we have two. Deception, that's religion, what people want to believe in. The second empire, the second great empire, Satan's great corporation around planet Earth, is the political system. Wars and rumors of wars, and that's the second warning in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus Christ said, let no man deceive you, Many shall come many shall come in my name. This means I am consecrated to the office of religious service. Many. And many will deceive you and shall deceive many. The next warning in Matthew 24. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. But don't be troubled. I'm telling you all this is going down, Jesus Christ says. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay? These things are happening now. Seal is wide open. Let's go to the third seal, verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. <clears throat> okay, Johnny boy, write it down for us. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Economy. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four Living creatures say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. This is talking about the economy. Who's the treasurer of the world? It's Satan himself. He's just playing with the planet. You know, Satan doesn't care about material things on planet Earth. He could care less. Satan wants your soul. Satan wants you to think a certain way that gives him power. Satan is the mastermind behind social engineering. He has the whole world glued to their screens. This is unprecedented in world history. We have famine here. This, we're talking about bread by weight. And in the Bible, that, that reflects scarcity. The basic necessities of life, food and shelter, pretty much take your whole paycheck. Look at all the famine around the world. Billion people don't know where their next meal is really coming from. They're barely making it. People in Canada, United States, so spoiled. Anybody who makes any household that brings in $43,000 a year Canadian or more is in the top 1% richest people of the world. And they are the top 1% most egotistical people on planet Earth. They just think they know everything. They got it all worked out. Their religion is just based on deception. It's what they think. They base their religion on hearsay, human merit, human experience, human tradition. That's what they base it on. Well, I'm a good person. Well, I know what's right. Well, and then they look down at others. It's the biggest thing for human beings that have money in the bank to look at others and, and be like, Oh, they're not doing just like me. That's a commentary of mankind. It's to think all do all do wrong who do not do as they do. Oh, no, they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. Then go shut your door and sit there and count your shekels in your bank account. Watch TV. Get glued to a screen. Yeah, they're wrong. They're wrong. Because God allowed us money. So everybody else is wrong. Whatever we think. You're in for a rude awakening, man. I pray for everybody. Famine. There's a famine around the world right now. Most people don't have any money. But even for the deeper student, the famine in the end times, the spiritual famine is for hearing God's word taught with truth. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Hurt not the oil and the wine. 
there's a great thread that runs through the Bible. It's God's people. It's God's children. God will always provide his children with the basic necessities of life. So there you have it. The first seal. It's a fake. It's deception. Jesus Christ said, do not be deceived. Antichrist comes. That means instead of Christ. This isn't the Antichrist in the first. This is all the false prophets that we read about in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and so many other places in the Bible. Like it took me six hours to decide what few places in the Bible I would document because this runs through the Bible. And if you read the Bible, you'll probably find this, find this lesson boring. Do not be deceived, Christ says. Next thing he says to us, wars and rumors of wars. Next thing he says to us, famines. Oh my goodness, look at that. He told us way back there, Mark 13, Matthew 24, Luke 21, and through the prophets too. Isaiah chapter 5, the book of Zechariah, like we just did those books. Let's go to the fourth seal. And he opened the fourth seal and I heard a voice of the fourth living creature say, come and see. And I beheld, and I looked and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed him. Death just means Satan. And he has he, he has his dragnet behind him of hell. Do not be deceived. And power was given unto them, them, all the ways and things of the world that will just drag you down, drag you to death, drag you to hell. Satan's name is just a descriptive term. Satan himself means... Uh, adversary. The devil means um, slanderer. Demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers and principalities of Satan as it's written in Ephesians chapter 6. They're the prince of the air. He's the prince of all encompassing of life. That's what air means. And I looked a pale horse. What follows famine? Pestilence always follows famine. Famine. Pandemic. OMG. What is going on today? A worldwide pandemic. Watch the economy dump. Wait till we get to the seals or the trumps. Word for word, what is going on on planet Earth today? These four seals are open. There's a dragnet going across the world. What does Satan say? God says, Satan, what are you up to, man? Satan goes, I'm just... Whipping to and fro the earth, going to and fro the earth. Read Job chapter one. I'm just going to and fro the earth. Read Zechariah chapter, I forget, but it's not a long book. Uh, we just studied it, by the way. I'm just tripping around, going to and fro the earth. The same horses, the same power systems. These are Satan's dynasties. Satan's worldwide corporations are written exactly the same. The book of Zechariah. Great deception, great falling away from truth. Wars and rumors of wars. There's never been more trouble on planet Earth worldwide than right now. There's never been more deception right now. There's never been a bigger famine right now. Things are so expensive. Like a loaf of bread. It's like I've paid $8 for a loaf of bread that was decent, that you couldn't just squish up in your hand like a little tiny golf ball, like something with some substance in it. Here we have pale horse, pestilence, pandemic, 
And what does this allude to? You know, all God's prophecies occur in preliminary and partial happenings historically before they become fulfilled and permanent. These are becoming fulfilled and permanent. Like I said at the start, the Gospels contain the prophecies of the Great Tribulation. Revelation tells us how it's going down. The seals detail the source of the tribulation. Deception, political systems that are always at war, troubles, conflicts, you name it. Famine, the worldwide economy. That's when Satan sees the treasure of the world. And then, oh, pestilence, a pandemic. Really? Here's the source. Here's the source of the problem. Now remember, what is the pandemic of truth? This is just the greatest thing. This is the easiest thing to understand. You follow God's threads through the Bible, and this brings it to life. But let's just talk about this. Pestilence and pandemic are the same thing. COVID-19 will ambush you. It floats around in the air and is transmitted from human to human. COVID-19 and all its variants will get you physically sick and potentially kill you. The global media... Satan's empire of socially engineered education will also ambush you. The global media information outlets and all their social media variants will get you spiritually sick and potentially kill you. As it's written in the book of Isaiah that we just did, even the man of the house just stands there useless at protecting his own household from the onslaught from the ambush of socially engineered deception. Remember, the Bible says, fear not those who can kill the body, but those who can kill your soul. The Bible says, he that turneth his ear away from hearing my instruction, even his prayer shall be an abomination to me. Satan has the whole world glued to their screens. Where is your ear turned? pestilence. It's a spiritual pandemic. It's a physical pandemic. God is making this so easy to understand. There's this spiritual deception and there's natural deception going on. Hey, go on your internet. Get glued to your screen. Check it out. Deception. Analysts, speculators, religious leaders, charts, graphs, experts in their field. It is endless. Do not be deceived, our Lord Jesus Christ says. He loves you. There's your first, there's your first uh, seal. It's wide open, man. Don't kid yourself. The first trump and the first vial go hand in hand with this concurrently. It's the easiest thing. Wait till we get there. Chapter 8 is the trumps. And chapter 16 is the vials. It is so easy to understand. The second seal, the political systems. Peace is not natural in the hearts of mankind. It's natural for mankind to, war, to go to war, warfare. Jesus Christ told us wars and rumors of wars, conflicts from your keyboard in your own kitchen or your wherever your own little office. The conflict, conflict. The algorithms feed into the conflict. They hunt you down. They hunt for clicks and views and ratings. They're looking for trouble. Algorithms. Clickbait. That's how they hunt. And we learn that to the letter 
in in the trumps in chapter 8. We're talking about the second seal still. Now, the glossary of any book lies within, within itself. The Bible is its own glossary. That's why you are expected to read the Bible, so you can understand, so you can see these threads. You understand that mountains means nations, all through the Bible. But people just open the book of Revelation and go, what's this? A mountain's going to get dumped into the sea? What are we, what's, is it, is it just going to like go up in the air and then plump down in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? Mountains is nations. We come up with other things, like the bow. It's power. It's a focused power. And here the word toxic is used for the word bow in the manuscripts. It's focused power right at the iris of your eye. Teaching by a leader. Someone that you've put a crown on because you've paid homage to him. You have to think about that. Now let's just carry on here. Second seal. All the political systems in the world. All the wars. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. All the troubles and all the refugees and conflicts. And the wars continuously. It's just in the heart of mankind. It's all the empires of Satan. These are open. God allows it. The famine. Chasing a buck your whole life. People sometimes, God give, who God gives a lot, he expects much in return. Oh, people will sit there and they'll get their egotism going. They'll get their little possessiveness going. Their covetousness. They're jealous of their money. These are the sins they commit. Lust, gluttony, greed, wrath, envy, pride. What, Jesus Christ accumulated a dime? Not even a dime. He says, I'm going to give you. You give to the church. You give to, you find a teacher who's going to teach the Bible. If you give to some guy who's using the Bible as a random book of quotes, then you're perpetuating false teaching. You're perpetuating this for seal deception. So there you have the four seals. Deception. Worldwide religion, what people believe in. Second seal, the worldwide political system. The third seal, the worldwide economy. The fourth seal, pestilence. The worldwide education system, the multimedia. Don't give any of these things your crowning authority. If no one paid homage to these things, then they would have no power. Now, I didn't finish reading verse 8. Death and hell followed him, and power was given unto them over a fourth part of the earth. Translate within the Bible. Fourth part of the earth always means the entire earth. Four corners of the earth, east, west, north, south of the earth. To kill with the sword. Translate within the Bible. The sword is what comes from your mouth, your words, your deception. The power of the tongue that we just learned in the book of James. The power of the tongue changes the course of nature that's the keyboard too when you get there pounding down on the keyboard when you just have to comment on some ridiculous news thread that you've been sitting there reading on facebook or instagram for hours oh no i have to get my comment in here two hours later four hours later days weeks months then go watch netflix right never get around to reading the bible it's one book like my bible has like a thousand pages in it, and like it's hardly anything. No, people will spend more time getting killed with the sword 
that comes out of the mouth of the great deceiver of, of deception. They'll spend more time in one month on Netflix or on their multimedia outlet, whatever they are, glued to their screens, than they will in their whole life reading the Bible. Many are called, few are chosen. Everybody is called. Hardly anybody chooses to get God's word into them. Let's finish this first. And with hunger. That's what he that's how he's killing you. Hungering for the truth. There's not much truth found on TV or on your screens. And with death, it'll leave you spiritually dead. And with the beasts of the earth. This is why you can't use the word beast to describe God's living creatures. Because the word beast here means something totally different. But the translators put the word beast in for some bizarre reason on two different words. This word is therion in the heap or in the manuscripts and the other word is zoe which means life living creature this word means a destructive trap this word beast means a destructive trap a dangerous animal who hunts his game how do they hunt you they hunt for clicks they hunt for views they hunt for ratings they hunt using algorithms clickbait to drive you away from the truth drive you into spiritually dead zone pestilence pandemic we have a natural pandemic god's trying to show us hey man watch this natural pandemic go hand in hand with a spiritual pandemic god is natural and supernatural and he is of the spirit so always remember that's the simplest four seals like god couldn't have written it any simpler than that Let's finish this chapter. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they had. Why were they killed? For the word of God. People didn't like them, so they went and off them, cut their head off, or slandered them. Don't forget that. That is a death sentence. That's why Satan has the one and only death sentence in the Bible. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ said... Matthew chapter 5, when he said, Raka, don't you point at somebody and make a false accusation. Don't you point, at, don't you slander somebody or you are in trouble. You will be judged at the second death. So watch it. Watch what you say and do and think. There's nothing that hid that shall not be revealed. And that's in real time. God knows your thoughts and intents in real time. The Bible says so. 10. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Your blood's your life force. We're going to learn about that in Matthew or in uh, Revelation chapter 8. Your blood's your life force. Abel's blood was said to cry out. Genesis 4, verse 10. Avenge our blood. How long? And white robes were given unto every one of them, because in the face of death they did not falter. Remember we read that in, in the churches? Only two of the seven churches passed. We read about Antipal, my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. He held fast to his faith in the face of death, in the face of all the vain curiosities that mankind has come up with. That'll lead you to death. They start off sounding great. Hey, this sounds good. New system, new way of thinking, new church, new religion, new 
uh, train of thought here. I got it all figured out. It's all good. I'm going to chase money. I have my faith as money. Whatever your religion is. Remember what religion is. Simply means a particular system of faith. Where is your system of faith? Where is your heart? Where is your treasure? Is it with God or is it with money? And the ways and things of the world. I got it all worked out. You have your religion. I have mine. Religion is a pursuit of significance to what someone associates a great importance. And people with their egotism. Oh. What they think is greatly important. You watch when you try to introduce new doctrine to somebody, especially a Christian. I pray for everybody. I love everybody. But the most pathetic people on planet Earth are fake Christians. Even God says, I will spew you out. You're neither hot nor cold. Listen, when Jesus Christ tried to introduce some new doctrine to them, they exploded like an old wineskin. They puckered up like putting a patch a new patch on an old pair of jeans. What a great what a great teacher. He's our teacher, our rabbi, our master, our wonderful counselor. He couldn't have said it any that is the greatest thing. People just pucker up. They get all upset. It's like, no, 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 that's not what my preachers told me. That's not what I for. My preacher uses the Bible as a book of quotes, you know. Don't you know that? We do some good Bible dipping on the weekends. We just dip around. We never understand what the great message being conveyed while well, I pray for you. And the testimony which they held. The testimony. Have the testimony of Jesus Christ, Christian people. Worship God. Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the intellect of the sacred testimony. You can't make it up. You can't romanticize God's word. You can't just leave things out because, oh, my pastor said they're not meant to be understood. That's just a lie. You're being lied to. You're being deceived. Like we started off this. The Bible says the book was written in the common pen as it's written in Isaiah. There's nothing here that shall not be revealed. That's what the word revelation means. The revealing, the unveiling. And people have told me, some guy with a backwards collar on, conveyed this message to me. It's not meant to be understood, Michael. It's not meant to be understood. Oh, thanks. I'm going to have a great time going into life with that in my back pocket. Yeah, the Bible isn't meant to be understood. The best-selling book on planet Earth. The most printed book in the history of mankind. It's not meant to be understood. I see my grandpa sitting there reading it. No, it's not meant to be understood. Not from him. Not so, That's not what he said. But that's what the pastor says. The minister. The church I went to. No, 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 no that's written a long time ago. Don't worry about it. Listen to me. Ask your parents for some more money. What's with the $5 bills in the, in the thing in Sunday school? Like, let's have some 20s and 100s here. Now, we pray for everybody, right? And white robes were given unto them. White is purity. Every one of them. And that's for the overcomers. They held fast in the face of death and face of life's curiosities that will lead you to death. And it was said unto them that they should rest for yet a little season. That's just a short period of time. You know, Look at the affairs of time uh, uh, in your mind. You can't comprehend time. Human beings can't. Maybe what's on their wristwatch, a few years here, a few years there, but not infinity. You can't comprehend infinity forward, infinity backward. You can't, can't comprehend space. Just rest for a little season. That just means a very short flicker of time until their fellow servants also and their brethren should be killed as they were 
should be fulfilled. It's God's plan. Fifth seal acknowledges martyrs. People that stand up for it in the face of mockers. I'm getting heavily mocked right now. I'm sitting here living with no electricity, no running water. Nine months now. It's freezing cold outside. It's snowing. It's the end of April. Sitting here with my little dog in this house. It's abandoned house, which I'm trying to fix up, but I'm no good at it. Why don't you go back to work, Michael? Why don't you get to it? Get... I am working. This is what I do. And I'll die doing it. I'm making a community here. Come on out. Let's make a community on this big giant farm. 77 acres. Let's show these people. Let's show these scoffers and mockers real true Christians. And we pray for everybody. We love everybody. Yeah, they're going to come up against you. Be ready for it. You may as well be together. Come on out. I give the address at the start and the end of the podcast. Verse 12. And I beheld, and when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth the fair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig casteth her untimely fig, as she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island removed other their places. And the kings of the earth... And the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? Let's just go through this. This is easy. First off, I'll answer the last question. Who shall be able to stand? Those with the gospel armor. We're talking about the Lord's Day here. We just skipped right through the sixth seal, and we're hitting on the seventh. But just hold on here. Let's go through the sixth seal. Six, six, six is when Satan personifies in his pure form, purest form. Satan manifests in his purest form, and the stars fell from heaven. Well, is that uh, written anywhere else? Of course it is. It is Isaiah chapter fourteen. The sun became black as sackcloth there, and the moon as, as blood. Well, this is a dark time. The book is not a book about astrology. We go to uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 to 16, the very first page of your Bible. It's not about astrology. It's about two unique light givers and the stars. That's us. You follow those threads through the Bible. We are the stars. We are the angels. We'll hammer that home in the next chapter. We are the hosts of heaven. We are these tiny life forces that shine for our Father. He made us for His joy, for His glory, for His pleasure. Little life forces. What happens here? Six seals, Satan is released. He's going to manifest in his purest form. We're going to talk a lot about this and that trumps and this and the vials. So I'm not going to over-teach it here. Of course, this is all written of in the book of Daniel. But I'm not going to teach two books at the same time. Let's just keep it extremely simple. Because nowhere in the Bible does it say, Hey, go teach over there now. Go, go jump over there now. You can document here a little. Document there a little, as it says in the book of Isaiah. But let's just keep it simple. This is enough. Great. The earth is going to shake. Okay? The systems thereof. The sun became black as sackcloth. It's a dark time. Dark with deception. This is a spiritual shaking. Stars of heaven fell. Isaiah chapter 14. Just read that chapter. Okay. 
Even start in verse 12, if you don't want to read the whole thing. Even as a fig casts her untimely fig. Well, you know what? If the fig tree doesn't let go of the fig in time, and it's untimely, and it comes off the tree, it splats. It makes a mess. It's a dark time. It's a messy time. Spiritually, a mess on planet Earth. And they haven't departed. Okay, so now in verse 14, we're getting right at the end of the sixth seal. Now, the sixth seal has a time period that's not mentioned here in the seals. The sixth trump, the sixth vial, the 666. And the, all the seals, trumps, and vials are together. They run concurrent. Don't even try to tell me not otherwise. I can prove it through translating through the Bible. It is the easiest thing. So let's just leave it at this. There's a lot that happens in the sixth seal, sixth trump, and sixth vial. In fact, it goes on for two chapters later on in the Bible. Before we get to the, uh, the seventh trump, we literally have two chapters that we have to read of things that happen during this time period. And so, in the seals, they just tell Johnny, just wrap it up. We'll talk more about this in the Trumps. Okay, and why is everybody hiding? Because they know there's something really wrong. It's bitter disillusionment. It explains this very easily when we get to the Trumps. It's just, it's just they're disillusioned. Everything they believed in, it's just not happening. And what's it say? Why does it say... Uh, every rich man, the kings of the earth, everybody. Okay, when they see these supernatural things happening before the seventh Trump, everything else is natural up until the seventh vile seal in Trump when our Lord Jesus Christ finally comes. Oh, people are just going to be hiding. Mountains and rocks, uh, they're hiding in their houses, in their dens, in the mountains. That mountains means nations, cities, places. They're trying to hide. And we just learned about that in the book of uh, Zechariah. It's very graphic in the book of Zechariah, how this little period here of these uh, four or five verses at the end of chapter 6 of Revelation go down. But it's nothing for us. We, we are waiting for this patiently. We are a peculiar people. And don't be a Christian hiding in shame for being deceived by Satan. You have a crown. You have an inheritance. You hold on to it. You keep the truth tight within you as it's written. You know what? That's enough of Genesis chapter 6 or Revelation chapter 6. Though isn't that just the greatest thing? The six seals, the easiest part of the Bible to understand. The divine threads of validity that run through the Bible are God's trademark stamp of validity. I want to thank you for listening. This is the Companion Chapel. Come on out. There's a Companion Chapel community forming here. Don't be late. Come on out. It's a place of safety. We're making a place of peace on earth right here. I teach the Bible. We live by the Bible. The reason we all get along here is because we have a principled standard. It's God's word in its simplicity. Everybody takes care of everybody. Listen, this is located at number 338 side road 28-29. Paisley, Ontario, Canada, on a 77-acre farm. Come on out. The place is a dump right now. Come on out and build for Christ. 
Be part of the many-membered body. That's your calling. You hear it. Come on out. I love you to pieces. I might not love what you're doing. might not love what you're thinking. But I love you. Never think otherwise. We're all God's children. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your gender. And it does not matter your wallet. We love you to pieces. Thank you very much for listening. Contact me at the Companion Chapel email. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. Help out. Let's make a community here. Let's get some electricity here. There's lots of wells. Three, four wells here running water. There's a huge river in the back. There's a house that I started to build, but, you know, I do this for eight hours a day. So what am I supposed to do? How much more can I get done? I do this for you because I love you. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.